You're killing me, Mike. I give you the finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep at the wheel. That's all right. No, sorry, we'll edit everything. You you could still bumper us in. I'm 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 counting on you. I have faith. <laughs> hey, you want me to bumper you in here? Yeah, yeah, just like last time. Okay. Uh, hey guys, uh, this is Mike Michael from uh, Easy Roller Dice here. I'm on today with uh, Legends of Tabletop. We're gonna talk all kinds of good stuff, including uh, Kickstarter and whatever else they wanna uh, they wanna throw out here at me. So happy to be on here with you guys. Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. This is episode 89 of the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We have Michael with us tonight. We're happy to have him back on again to talk about their awesome Kickstarter for their rose gold dice. Um, so what do you got going on, Michael? What, what cool things have been happening recently? Well, um, aside from totally screwing up your intro there, which uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to do, um, no, uh, just basically a lot of work, which is good. I, I love what I do, you know, designing things and coming up with new uh, products and ideas. Uh, so my life has been basically rotating around that and uh, going to my son's basketball games, which, you know, that's a blast. And uh, basically that's it, man. Not enough tabletop gaming, that's for sure, which is something I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. We got to get you in on something, one of these one shots or something that we're playing. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I think we talked behind. about that last time. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, it's it's pathetic, but I think I've only played, I've only had like seven or eight campaigns since then. So it's been it's been a rough uh, year because <laughs> I think it was what almost a year ago since we talked last. Uh, I think last June, maybe. Something like that. It came up when I was posting the new episode, and it was like C-related. Michael from Easy Roller Dice. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know the website did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Before we go any further, what, in God's name, why is there not a banner for the Kickstarter on your website? I, I went to do my research yesterday, and I click in, and I'm like, there's no mention of the Kickstarter on here at all. What's happening? <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, and I saw your uh, your tweet earlier, and I laughed because it was uh, we actually debated that because last time we did uh, the last two Kickstarters, um, we actually did the banner, and we actually found we get a better response by not having it on there. So really, I, yeah. So we actually took off the top nav and decided not to do it this time around. Um, you know, and then maybe we'll test it again next time around. So I I typically test all the different. Uh, all the different things, but yeah, it, it didn't get as many click-throughs as um, we had hoped last time. And we got far more through email and through social media than on the website. So believe it or not. Interesting. Yeah. I, I just, I was, <laughs> I was, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw your tweet and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to answer that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm like the best response. I, Cause I figured you'd bring it up tonight. Yeah. So I'm like, that's coming up. So <laughs> <laughs> 
That's an interesting, interesting little behind the scenes. And I just would have thought that, you know, maybe someone coming in who's not conversant and things that you have going on, you know, social media wise would just be on the site like, oh, I need dice. I'm going to try here. I'm like, oh, shit, they have a Kickstarter. Yeah, I found um, the last time we did it, we found it was kind of distracting. So, um, you know, not to get into all the marketing junk, but I, I do a lot of testing and tweaking and, and analyzing like all the data. And it just seemed it was con it was confusing people like, hey, do you want to come buy dice or do you want to go uh, get into a Kickstarter? So, you know, we figured if they're on getting in the email, they're on social media, um, we're, you know, we're getting to them that way. They can at least see it and have an opportunity to back it. And, you know, we probably do miss out on some, but I think as a whole, it keeps people less distracted. And it's, sure. uh, it, you know, it's just, especially on like mobile phones, it gets really hard because um, a lot of our business is through the phone actually. So interesting, which I, I mean, probably isn't surprising for this, um, you know, for our audience, but yeah, that's what we found. Hmm, cool. All right. Are are you doing a whole social media blitz this time around again, or are you just kind of doing like social media, like Twitter and things like that? Have you been doing a lot of other interviews? Um, no, not a whole lot of interviews on this. Now we've had a few people do, um, you know, send over um, like a message and say, Hey, you know, do you mind if I feature this? So, you know, we've had like seven or eight features on different, uh, different websites when, and that's been kind of cool, but I haven't, um, since this was kind of a quick one and, um, we didn't really go out and, and reach out to thousands of, you know, different people trying, you know, trying to sell it up or anything like that. So um, this was more of a um, kind of like the organic uh, push for it. So we knew it would get backed um, uh, mainly from just our folks that are, you know, that are already buyers or who have been around with us for a couple of years here. And we figured everything else on top of that is just, it's just, uh, it helps us build it. So um, it's, sure. it's pretty nice. So we didn't do the whole blitz and, and go after, our, you know, out to every outlet or anything like that this time around. Right. Well, I mean, they do kind of sell themselves. I mean, dice is, it's like game porn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can never have too many. So <laughs> exactly. And, and speaking of porn, I, I went through and I listened to the video and everything and the, and the, like the porn, like seventies, music going on in the in the uh in the kickstarter video i, I just i chuckled when i heard that <laughs> yeah that was not intentional and uh <laughs> at, next time i'll probably find some like nice uh droney techno music to put on that but this time around i'm like yeah whatever it's out <laughs> you know well you, you go to the ross payton route and just throw some uh vapor wave in there <laughs> oh man so yeah, we, I, you know, I didn't even notice that until um, actually someone else brought that up to me not too long ago. Like, Hey, where'd you get this music at, man? And I'm like, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> All right, so how come metal dice? Like what, what is it do you think about metal dice that, that kind of captures people? Cause it seemed, it would seem to me to be sort of a polarizing sort of thing uh, as opposed to just, you know, your standard like plastic dice. Yeah, we personally love metal dice. I like when I game, I like using metal dice. Um, I know a lot of people uh, love using metal dice. So it's just for us, it's been something that um, we like to do. Plus, you know, we've been, you know, not the pat on my, you know, our own backs or anything, but I think we produce them pretty well. So um, as long as we can keep the standards up, I just like to do the metal dice. 
Right. Um, and, and promote those as much as possible. And we have plenty of plastic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> this will help nobody later on, but for those watching video, <laughs> metal dice right here, beautiful. Uh, uh, what's the serpents? Ah, Jesus, I forget the name now. Uh, serpent's blood. Serpent's blood. Yep. <laughs> beautiful dice. Yeah, thank you. And and see, that's the thing too. It's like every time we put on a new set of metal dice, everyone seems to love them and is is pulled in by them. You know how great they look. Uh, so that's always been something as well. Um, and we, you know, there's been plenty of uh, you know plastic acrylic uh, dice that have been produced over you know several decades. So the metal thing is, um, I think, more of a modern thing so it's been a you know it's just the avenue we like to go i love metal dice and we found that there's a lot of other fans of them so we're going to keep producing those and we'll probably have some new plastics and such too um you know coming up in the near future so get all kinds of new uh new things in the works sure sure that's cool now these are a a zinc alloy plated to look like rose gold it's obviously not real rose gold as noted on the website (laughs) uh is the process for these dice similar to when you guys did the the gunmetal series as far as like the the yeah it's construction and and all that stuff yeah it's similar and and i there's some of it i can't get into the specifics about how we were able to do the rose gold but um because we get copied enough as it is and i try to make (laughs) as little competition as possible (laughs) but um the 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 idea behind it was to make something that was pretty unique that we we haven't seen yet and you know we came up with a neat unique color and when we were testing it we we're like wow that came out really well and um and I think we talked about this one other time before but um uh, early test we did some stuff where we we simply painted things and paint just does not work on um, metal dice it just chips off so we had to do it without painting it so. Sure. Um, you know, again, without getting into the whole process, it was just basically a way to, we figured out a way to create it to where it just had that rose gold tent that was just right in between gold and, and copper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I play a lot of washers, or at least I have played a lot of washers, and we used to try to paint them as well. And yeah, I mean, they just chip like crazy. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and to buy powder coat is just so damn expensive because they eventually chip too, so... <laughs> yeah yeah we tested all that early on and we're like yeah this is not gonna work um yeah. so yeah so we that we gave that up a few years ago or whatever but <laughs> that's you know that's pretty much how we decided on it though we just came up with the color it worked and it went well with um unique um pantone colors on the the numbers just like we did with the uh gunmetal so <laughs> once we once we liked the result we're like wow okay this this will work so it was just a lot of testing but you know, getting it right was important for this. Cool. Um, shit. I just had a question that went away. Oh, so like there's, you know, with, uh, translucent dice, you can see, you know, no inclusions, you know, they should roll fairly well. You know, people do the, the salt test and that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and you know, the opaque ones, you have a little bit more of a, uh, I say opaque twice, translucent the first one. Uh, the opaque ones can have some more inclusions and things. Mm-hmm. Is that an issue with metal dice at all? Um, I've never thought about it prior to like right in the moment here. Yeah, I mean, it really, it can be, but um, we haven't had any issues and we've, we've done some balance tests and things like that. Now, obviously they're not going to be perfect precision dice. Um, I, I think that's a little overrated though, honestly. If you want to pay 150 bucks for a set of dice, <laughs> you know, I, I get it, but... Um, the cost uh, of doing something like that is is a lot higher, and it's a lot higher for the consumer is the the biggest problem. And we just, 
you know, obviously that was our concern. We didn't want to make a set of dice at 150, you know, or 175. We felt better at bringing it down and keep trying to keep it below $50. And, um, but the, the balance issues, like if there are any, it's, it's almost unnoticeable and it doesn't, you know, if you're actually rolling the dice, you're not going to, it's not going to throw it off to enough to cause it to wait one way or another. Sure. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, I, but, it never occurred to me before. And I'm like, Oh shit, I wonder, <laughs> but you can do the, the balance test. I mean, it just takes a lot more salt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know if that's worth it for anyone, but we've actually done it and it's, it's ridiculous. So. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and, and the, and the, and the rose gold, it, it's kind of like a, it, so it's not as yellow as gold. It's not, it doesn't have that real bright, luster to it i guess but it's, it's more of like a uh almost like a gray gold like it, it seems like it has like a, almost like a little bit of gray thrown in it to kind of mute you know mute the color a little bit yeah it is weird with this color because it's it's um it, it's a little like you said it's a little lighter um but it's it's seems more reflective if that makes sense um like looking at it it just has a really nice shine to it and when we put it up against you know like a gold and a copper and we obviously like gold and copper too um it just has a really unique like look to it so just a little more pale it's just unique you know it just has a unique um look with the with the again with the pantone numbers yeah yeah well speaking of those numbers the the font that you guys use for the numbers almost looks like a like an old linotype or like an old printing press style kind of like that retro feel to it I, it looks really cool because you don't see anything like that it's usually like like an aerial style font you know it's very thin it's very you know linear yeah and that that actually took some testing to get right that was another thing um in the process that we had to get right and it, it was kind of expensive even before launching the kickstarter to change the the font believe it or not so it's um that's one we're probably going to stick with for quite a few different things <laughs> to save some money in the future but um no i mean we we liked it and you know i kind of um i always just kind of think that looks like a kind of a coastal font i don't know if that even is anything but to me it reminds me of that for some reason <laughs> so it just has a unique um look and maybe i've seen it on some kind of uh coastal area or something before but it just has a unique um just a unique look to it and way different than our normal uh everyday font that we use on our um, original metal or gun metal in our dice or our plastic dice acrylic sure sure um that you talking about doing testing and you know going through all these different mm -hmm. things do you guys uh, process all the dice, your dice yourselves? You creating everything from soup to nuts? Uh, we do. There are there are things that we have to outsource um, because, uh, for instance, if we want to get a um, uh, a mold made, it's it ridiculous to do it in the U.S. So you have to get the mold uh, made off offshore. So, and if you try to make a mold here, uh, you're going to spend twenty five thousand dollars probably. Um, and obviously that's just not, you know, feasible. Um, so, you know, cause you, I mean, could you imagine a Kickstarter just for dice? If you had to <laughs> raise $25,000 to even get to where you could then produce it, it, just, it would be way too much. And that's one of the things, um, we do do a few things like that, that have to be done. Um, again, offsite offshore, um, where we have to import and obviously material, is always better uh, to import. And there are things that we do um, that we do at site, but there's a lot that we have to do basically offshore. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just wondered. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a process because you have to mix and match all the things from all over in different locations, and <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, juggling. They got a lot of balls in the air. Then at that point, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, otherwise, it's just outrageous to even try to do something. You know, um, I don't think there's anyone that's doing everything 100% organically in the U.S. Um, yeah, yeah. At least in manufacturing. Sure, sure. So you'd mentioned cost uh, a little bit earlier there. So it's it's forty five dollars for a seven piece set and fifty five for the ten piece set. And the ten piece comes with a couple of extra D sixes. Yeah. So the the ten piece would just be your basic uh, RPG set where you'd have four D sixes instead of just the one you'd get in the seven piece. Sure. So you would have the three extra uh, with that one. Nice. Okay. So and we had a lot, and that was the thing on the first uh, Gunmetal Kickstarter. That was like the biggest request. Hey, can you do it in a ten piece? It's like well, we didn't plan for that on this one. So it was important that this time around we plan for it and then allow some of the a la carte stuff too, because it was, it, it never fails. I mean, and then, you know, rightfully so. I mean, if you want 10 extra D10, you should be able to get them. So that's what we did this time around. So we allowed the set, the 10 piece set, and we even made a case to encompass the 10 piece set. But then if someone wants to order an extra, you know, eight D10s, or if they want a hundred extra D10s or whatever they want, they can add that to the purchase or the backing as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Wizards casting Fireball, you need a whole slew of D6s there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and we get a lot of stuff like people will tell us like a game that I've actually, maybe it's brand new and I haven't even heard of. And they're like, hey, I play this and we need, you know, 20 D10s. I'm like, man, what are you playing that needs 20 D10s? <laughs> and then <laughs> that's a lot of D10s. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> but. <laughs> No, that's cool. All right. Well, that's, that's yeah. I, I mean, to have those options to be able to add all the different stuff on, I mean, that's that's cool because, like you know, you said it gives people options to, you know, play the games that they want to play and not have to roll the same dice like over and over and over again, <laughs> especially when you're, you know, all your other dice are probably plastic and you've got, you know, one or two nice sets of, of metal dice. Um, yeah, that, def- it's cool definitely. to have that extra. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and some All people right. want their um, whole stock basically in metal. So that's that's the other thing that we've been finding. They want to replace all their acrylic and plastic dice with with metal. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. But you know, <laughs> that's crazy. If you're playing a lot and you have a hundred different metal dice, more power to you. That's you know, you but we, we do have people like that. Yeah, you don't want to throw oh, all that stuff geez. in the backpack. You kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty pounds of dice lugged over your shoulder. You thought books were bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so the, the standard set comes with your, you know, like leatherette case that you guys do, but it's shaped in a skull, which looks really cool. Uh, but you've also mm-hmm. partnered up with Dogmite to do a wooden uh, skull box. Uh, has it been working with the guys over there? I know we had them on the show, and then a lot of fun to talk to. How are they to work with? <laughs> they're they're really good guys, I and mean, we we've met them uh, we met them a while back, and um, you know we've tried to collaborate with them on some stuff, and so we've we've worked out some of the logistics of it, and uh, now it's good. I mean, they're good guys. We've met them several times at uh, let's see, Origin and Gen Con, and uh, then we, you know, communicate with them uh, through email and everything um, and on social media. But yeah, they're they're really cool guys, really down to earth. And uh, they make fantastic stuff. And that's kind of what drew us together just to kind of talk about stuff like, hey, you know, you make sweet dice. Yeah, you guys make amazing boxes. And it just kind of, you know, we kind of went from there and uh, partnered up on some of the stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, it looks 
like similar construction to the uh, to the dragon sheaths that they did. You know, they got the sunken metal magnets. Everything's you know super tight. Um, you know, the inserts are nice. Like they hold everything. I mean, they you know they do wonderful work. And uh, you know, and, and all the emails that I got from you guys and and announcing Kickstarter and and you know stretch goals that were unlocked. Then I got an email today that said, "Hey, check out this dog might thing. It's not ours, but hey, go check it out." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I in uh, part of me feels kind of bad because I'm like I, you know, I know we've sent a bunch of emails this month, and I try not to just kill our our you know friends and fans and such with all kinds of email. But I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry, but this is a really sweet Kickstarter, and you know we're backing it. And you should back it. It's you know it's really cool. Um, but yeah, we didn't get no one no one beat us up over it, so they understood. Oh. <laughs> And, and we should mention that add-on for that wooden skull box is uh, $149. Uh, I guess they're mm-hmm. going to be offering them in their own store post Kickstarter for about 180. I think it said. Yeah, it, at least, and it might be a little more. Uh, we haven't worked out all the the details on that, but yeah. So the Kickstarter is definitely the time to get them. Uh, and you know, like you've seen them, they're really cool looking. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys did amazing work on that. Yeah, that they look. I mean, they almost look like a like a shrunken head, like desiccated, you know, weathered kind of, you know, skin stuck to the skull sort of thing. They they came out really cool. Yeah, I was uh, having my morning coffee when they sent me the the demo pics of that, and I'm like, holy cow, guys, you guys nailed that! Like, jeez. Yeah, okay. sure. yeah, we'll we'll get this on there. <laughs> so yeah, they're like the the guys over there at Dog My Dupe, unreal, unreal work. Mm-hmm. Good guys too. Like I said, we had them on. We had a we had a lot of fun talking to them. So hopefully we'll catch them at a con one of these days. We make it out to Gen Connor Origins or something like that. And you guys too, for that matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah. We, and we're not. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, good. You can finish your thought. I know I'm going to say. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, you know, and this year we couldn't get an origin or Gen Con, but hopefully next year, you know, we're on some kind of waiting list now for both. So it's. We're hoping to get into both of those shows. So um, not just as spectators, but to be able to set up. Because uh, we, we went to both last year, and we'll probably go to at least Origin the walk around this year because uh, that was cool. And then um, Gen Con, I don't know if we're going we're gonna to make it out to that or not. Um, you know, But hopefully next year we're setting up at both of those places. Cool. Yeah, you, yeah. Could always, you could always do GaryCon next year. Next yeah, month. that'd be cool too. That'll be their 10th, I believe their 10th anniversary. That'll be uh, fairly significant. So that might be a good idea. And there would be no waiting list. <laughs> Main thing. So well, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, uh, we're all about doing cons. We've got a few this year uh, that we'll be at uh, for sure. And then um, next year we're, we're looking to ramp that up even more. Yeah. Cool. You guys got a pretty quick turnaround, don't you? Your deliver- expected delivery is July. Yeah, ho- like that's really what we're pushing for. Um, we did some things uh, this time around to make it a lot uh, more streamlined. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from last time, we learned uh, the hard way that some of the things, if we don't set up to begin with, it takes like an extra month. And uh, that's, and then we had some product that we had to um, have shipped in that got hit with uh, Typhoon. So oh, <laughs> I'm like, of all of all freaking things to happen, um, <laughs> You know, we're like, 
we already felt behind the gun a little bit. And then I'm like, Hey guys, by the way, we're going to be another month late because well, some of our product got trapped in the, the typhoon and is back on shore. Luckily nothing got destroyed, but they're not shipping us anything right now. So we had like 80% of everything. And then we're just waiting on this, the last little bit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. That's a cool story though. No, I didn't yeah. Think- yeah. That was stressful. Yeah, anything coming from overseas, you're you know you're at the whim of other governments and companies and weather and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so this time around, we we actually um, beforehand we asked people in comments to kind of let us know where they were leaning, like what what color they're looking at mainly, um, and they can change it all, but it gives us at least an idea of what the most popular um, item is. And then once we you know launch the survey, then we we already have pretty much we we can keep what we want. We can basically start working on some of the things now because we know we'll need, you know, X amount of each. So it's, it's helped a lot this year, this time around. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, let me jump back. I was doing something else. Uh, there's also some other cool add-ons that you guys have as well as the, the, the dice bags, the reversible dice bags, the rolling mats, um, you have other, I don't, and I just going to look, uh, as far as I recall from yesterday, the, the white and red skull boxes haven't been unlocked yet. Yeah, th- that has not been unlocked yet. Um, and you know, I don't know if we'll get all the way out there. I, you know, I need to actually look at what we're at, but, um, the, I know we've unlocked it. We, we just unlocked silver our silver numbers the other day. So, um, that's cool. And yeah, let's see here. Cause I can't remember what we haven't unlocked yet. Uh, there was only, there was only a couple of things. I think we were you're sitting right in front of green and then uh, there was the two dice boxes. And then I think powdered blue maybe was was one of the other ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we have the green, which I think we'll unlock that and we'll probably hit the red skull box too. I, I think we'll, we'll be okay there. We might, you know, we might miss it, but um. And we get the powdered blue numbers and the white skull box. And then the, um, the battle scene, the battle mat is really cool. So that's, oh, yeah, um, yeah. that one we, uh, we worked with, uh, an artist that we we've worked with on actually, he does a lot of our, uh, artwork and, uh, that one was really cool. So hopefully that gets unlocked, but if not, you know, we'll see about bringing that out at some point. Cause it is, it's actually really cool artwork when you see it up close. Mm-hmm. Is, is that the same for the, for the, uh, skull box as well? Cause I, the black looks cool. The white looks pretty cool, and the red is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I like the um, the red's my favorite, and we actually tried to do something really unique with that. Um, we were going to so on the uh, the the mat we did it. We have a red foil mat, so that's like an actual foil imprint that's on there. Hmm. Um, we were actually trying to do that on the box too, but it just we could not. It wasn't coming out right, so that's going to be something we maybe look at in the future. Um, it, it just we couldn't get the the testing to to go the way we wanted it to, so we just figured let's not try to make it and then screw it up if we can't get it right this time. Sure. So that's something too because we really like the foil imprint. <laughs> so. Okay, that's cool. Um, that's something we're going to try to do later on in the future for the skull if we can figure out a way to make it happen and make it look proper and all that. Nice, nice. The the reversible dice bags are really cool too. It's just it's such a stark contrast from black to white, you know, with this black skull on the white and the white skull on the black. It's, it, it really as I was scrolling through the page it just really grabbed my eye. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what is that?" Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um 
we had that design and we actually had that design. We were thinking about bringing that in the last Kickstarter, but we're like, you know, we get the skull idea for the next one. So, you know, we ended up, we're like, we'll just put it together. We'll use the same, you know, the same type of graphic and it, and we'll go that route. So cool. Yeah. And, and they're nice. They hold like 250 dice or something like that too. So they're, they're pretty massive. Oh, it's enormous. You could almost stick somebody's head in there. I've, I've got the reversible with the, with the wyvern on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's enormous. <laughs> Well, that's good. And, and will uh, these items all be available in the store at some point down the road? Yeah, we will. Um, we're going to take these and they'll all be, they'll be available um, when we're out on the road. And when we're you know on our online store, we'll try to always have these available as well. Cool, cool. So, yeah, so, you know, it's neat. It, it, it's cool um, to be able to do the rose gold and have that sitting next to the gun metal and then to have, you know, the new boxes and the mats and the um those rolling mats what's cool about those i don't know have you guys ever used like any any kind of like metal dice rolling mat like the, the at all i have yeah. used a uh, like the foam core like the foam rubber mats and the plastic polyhedrals bounce like a son of a bitch um oh, yeah, which is yeah. why i got my easy roller dice tray because uh, it yes. <laughs> works so much better. Um, so I, a little bit of experience, but I haven't used metal on them because I, I, when I was out, I just had plastic. Okay. Well, we we had we've seen a few of the different um, you know the like the kind of dice rolling mats and things like that out, and a lot of them are like a neoprene, and uh, most of them are like twenty five by twenty five. I'm like, damn, like what do you guys play on? Because I've never played on a table where I had that much room, you know, with right. <laughs> you're sitting around with the guys, you're like that guy's pissing yeah. everyone off by taking up, you know, <laughs> like dude, you have to take up, like, <laughs> yeah. So what we designed was um, we wanted to keep it like a notebook size, um, like an eight by it's eight, eight point five by eleven inch, and it makes it easy to store because you can throw it right in one of your manuals, you know, in any of your books. Um, if you're playing D D, you know, they fit right in, fit really nice because those are a little oversized. And then the other nice thing about it is they hold up well to the metal dice, and they obviously prevent damage on your table. And they're they're like real thin too, so they're easy to store. Because I know a lot of those other things too, you can't you can't really roll them up, yeah. and then you can't really store them very well. You got this giant, you know, uh, half a table, um, you know, mat you got to put away somewhere. Well, these, you know, we just wanted to keep it simple, but keep it to where it was functional as well. And that's I, you know, I feel like we did that, and I feel like people when they get them are gonna really enjoy uh, rolling on them. When I saw them at first, I was surprised that they were you know, about the size of a piece of paper. And I'm like, that, that can't be right. Cause I, I've only ever seen like the really big ones too. Then I'm like, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Right. Cause I mean, you could literally if you have your book on the table, your notebook, you just throw it right on top of there, you know, pick your book up, move your mat over it. You get, you know, back to your papers and stuff. So that's, that's a really neat idea to have something as small and compact as that, that you, you know, it gives you that much more flexibility. Yeah, and I tried to to shoot a video on that to show people the, the sound reduction. I just couldn't get that to come out the way we wanted it to. But it, it is amazing. Like if you roll your dice on like a hardwood table or a floor, they're they're pretty loud. And uh, mm -hmm. when you throw it on the mat, it's just a very dull, very um, you know, it's very uh, reduced. So you know, we, we were really happy with them. So we think people are going to be pretty thrilled when they get them. And Again, they're not going to be taking up 90% of the table when their buddies are trying to play. So, 
They're <laughs> knocking beers over. Yeah, it's, it's a pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Are you a coffee drinker, Michael? I, I love coffee. Yeah. All right. Have you ever I, heard? Yeah, of, I drink it. Have you ever heard of Birds of a Feather Coffee Company? No, I haven't. Oh, let me tell you about Birds of a Feather. Uh, Birds of a Feather is a, a sponsor of the Legends of Tabletop podcast. Uh, the beans are roasted by uh, Legends' own Neil. Uh, he also runs the Two Black Eyes podcast, but he uh, he roasts coffee down there in uh, in uh, Land of Lakes, Florida. I think it is. Um, great coffee, r- nice blends. It's roasted to order. Um, I, I put in an order over the weekend. I know he was roasting today and will probably be in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> nice. So it's, uh, it's a, uh, a good deal. It's not too expensive. Um, birds may have something legendary available soon. Um, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'll read you the ad copy here. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company roasts unique craft coffees in small batches, so it's always fresh. Their signature blends showcase the amazing breadth and depth of flavors of flavors coffee has to offer. Uh, the Night Owl blend, which happens to be my favorite currently, uh, is a deep, rich cup of coffee with notes of smooth caramel, decadent cocoa, and bittersweet molasses, and just a touch of acidity to clean your palate so you're ready for the next sip. Clean your palate. Check out all the Bird's Coffees and order now at www.birdscoffeecompany.com. Now, you just mentioned there's a, a dark roast. What else does he uh, does he offer? There is a morning lark blend, uh, which is a lighter roast. Uh, and then they also have the hummingbird decaf, which if you're drinking coffee, I really don't understand why you're drinking decaf, but I guess that's the thing. So if you like decaf, well, some, people got you special, some people on special diets have to have to curtail their caffeine intakes, but still like the taste of coffee. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Or if you want a cup of coffee at eight o'clock at night, I guess you don't want to get all jazzed up. You can have a cup of decaf coffee. Exactly. Are you you like you prefer a darker roast, uh, Mike, or are you uh, kind of middle of the road sort of guy? Yeah, I like I like both, but dark roast is probably the way I typically go on that. So I'm I'm gonna try this. Like I'm after our pod, after the the pod tonight, I'm going over there. You totally should. And I'm not just saying that; I really am. I love <laughs> coffee, so. <laughs> It's good, you know, it, it supports, uh, you know, our sponsors, you know, f- personal friend, friend of the show, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's good. That is literally the only coffee that I drink anymore, unless I'm, you know, out and about, you know, if I'm in a restaurant or, you know, at work or something like that. But at home, that is literally the only coffee that I drink. So thumbs up, Birds of a Feather Coffee That's Company. Awesome. <laughs> Do it, you know, you want to. All right, let's get back to the show now. Um, So we were supposed to have you on all about two months ago, I guess, maybe for uh, Kickstarter that didn't go quite as well for uh, an adult coloring book. Um, What happened with with the Kickstarter? What do you think was sort of the the sticky wicket there? Well, the, the hard part on that is it number one i think the the idea is really cool and we had a lot of people that were like wow this is freaking awesome like you know i bought your dice but i really love this and uh 
you know, um, the hardest part with that particular product is our entry uh, to produce was pretty high. And the, the amount that we're charging for the actual book is low. So it takes a lot of orders to, you know, hit $7,000. I think that was our, that was what we needed to make that launch, you know, and not totally lose, lose our can on that. So, um, that was the hardest part. I mean, it was, you know, $15 for the coloring book and we were trying to hit a $7,000 goal. So I think we would hit 3,500. So we got halfway there. Uh, we're probably going to try to relaunch that in the future because we have some better ideas to make that happen. Plus it's, um, you know, a product that is uh, dear to my heart because, um, I probably spent more time putting that bad boy together than some of the <laughs> <laughs> some of the dice that we've worked on in the past. And it's just a, it's a time-consuming product. So um, I think the market's there. It's just we have to um, make a lower entry and also maybe find a way to add some items to help uh, fund the main product a little more. So that's just my take on it. Um, sure. You know. Well, I, I figured, you know, be, between the printing and the shipping, I mean, especially for a Kickstarter, that those are the two worst things. Uh, and then you were hitting both in the same Kickstarter, like almost exclusively. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And, and that, again, that product, you're right, the printing, because we can't, we can't do the printing. We had to send off for that. Uh, it was still, it looks like it's, it's not, too bad until you start dealing with it. And then it's like, wow, okay, there's a lot of cost in printing and the artwork was very expensive. Um, you know, to, to work all that out and make uh, great images uh, like mm -hmm. that. So, cause I'm not an artist. So we, I worked with an artist who designed the concepts and um, mm -hmm. he just kind of took the ideas that were in my head and on paper, which are terrible, but he took them <laughs> and made them look beautiful. So, <laughs> you know, right. And and he created fifty different pieces of art for the for the project. So I mean, it's no small amount. Um, I, I, you don't have to answer this one. I wonder for myself, just you know, from like a business perspective, um, you know, you guys have to pay for all that art up on the front end. So you're you're kind of on the hook for that, even though the the Kickstarter didn't fund. Like you guys still have to pay the artist. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and we paid them out, you know, outright you know, up front. But yeah, that's um, you know, some of the things um. Cause I've, you know, I've seen some, you know, banter out there about certain Kickstarter or, you know, just people will go, man, you know, these guys made X amount of dollars on a Kickstarter, but they, there's a lot of cost involved. So it's not usually like, I don't think a lot of people doing a Kickstarter are walking away and putting a bunch of money in their pocket. Like, and mm -hmm. that's not how we do it. We, we rather produce from the Kickstarter. Um, so yeah, up front, even with when we do dice, there's design cost up front that we don't even include in the Kickstarter a lot of times. And, and same with the art, you know, we, um, I worked with the artist. I've known him for gosh, like eight, eight, maybe nine years now. So, um, you know, I, I worked with him and we paid him and, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that it didn't work out for now, but I know we have a good product that we're going to eventually get that out and make it make it happen no matter what. 
Mm. Yeah, and who knew? But I mean, you know, adult coloring is apparently like a huge thing. I mean, Amazon's got a huge section, and you know, if you, you know, working through Michaels because I'm in there with you know with my kid, or you know, if I'm building some mm. kind of craft thing for the you know D and D game or something, just like huge sections of you know Mandela's and like all these different things. So I I was surprised when it, it didn't fund, um, just because I know that that's such a you know, sort of relaxing thing for people to do, sort of de-stress and color. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like adult coloring book uh, groups and stuff out there. It sounds really weird, but um, there are like large groups of people that are in like chats together about coloring books, and I didn't find those until near the end of you know deal you know dealing with the whole Kickstarter. And, um, so I got with some of them and said, Hey, you know, can, can I put my book on here? Can we advertise this? Can, you know, whatever we need to do. And they didn't get back to me until like two days before um, the end of the Kickstarter. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe if we relaunch it and they're like, Oh yeah, I wish you would have got with me earlier. I'm like, well, I contacted you, you know, 30 days ago, but I didn't really <laughs> get an answer back. So, um, so maybe there's going to be some more of that next time and maybe a little harder push. I might, you know, get out and do more, um, like I definitely podcast like this and you know, that's the one thing. Um, we, we, I think we were cutting it close anyway on our, it would have been cutting it close last time on this podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what there was like two days left, but yeah, I wasn't able to make the the podcast. I was a jerk last time. So <laughs> No, not at all. I, I, Family comes first. So you, you know, it's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so um, you you mentioned a little bit earlier that you hadn't gotten to play a whole lot. What have you been playing since the last time we talked to you? If if anything, really. Yeah, I mean, we it just some um, kind of made made up, um, you know, D and D actually second edition campaigns because we've been doing a lot of that. But actually, going to um, try to get into some fifth edition coming up. But yeah, a lot of um, doing a lot of two uh, E, but or not a lot. But like I said, I mean, you know, seven or eight sessions since the last time. But that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it. And just a couple hours each time. And I'm one of those guys. I like to. If you can take a Sunday afternoon and kill like eight hours of, in, of gaming, <laughs> I, I could probably pull that off, you know, if there's time. So, and that's been the hardest part over the last year, um, just the time constraints with everything. But, but yeah, that's basically where we've been at is doing some second edition stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if, if I asked you this last time because I didn't listen to the previous podcast because lazy um does your wife play at all or or do you just kind of play with the guys at the shop and and you know friends that you've had around is she interested at all or no 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 not at all yeah you know she thinks it's cool though like doesn't mind or or whatever but yeah no no i can't get her in on a session of it i've tried Did did you start with second? Is is that the attraction to to going back and and getting into second again? Or yeah, I think the original. Um, let's see, we we started like back in the nineties, and we're doing some of the uh, second edition, and then we did you know jumped all the way back into some first and and messed around with there, and then back to second, and then you know I I think I missed the whole uh, era era in between all the way up until fifth. So you know outside of I just kind of wasn't really in the industry doing much with it at that point. 
And then like, um, you know, like three years ago when we started getting really back into it and developing everything we were doing with easy roller dice, um, then it was more like, hey, you know, getting really deep back into the second edition again and never really jumping into that, that next, you know, into the fifth edition, which is where, you know, I know a lot of guys that we've talked to since then are like, oh man, you got to do, you know, you got to play, um, some five. So we're, we're looking at doing that, but. Okay. Have you picked up any of the books yet? Do you have any, any thoughts on anything that you've looked at so far with fifth or where you haven't really had a chance to get into it? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we have all the books. I mean, everything. And I mean, I've got actually sitting right by me, I've got the player's handbook. I've got the monsters manual. Um, you know, and, and we've got at the shop, we've got a bunch of other stuff that we're just ready to go, but just haven't done it yet. So we're going to have to break that out one day. <laughs> Kill yeah. work, stop working, get back to <laughs> playing for a little bit. It's research. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, and it's tough too. I mean, uh, you know, when you're, when you're doing a Kickstarter, it's just like a whole second life is, is that's consumes you for, you know, months and, you know, not only the month that you're running it, but you know, the lead up in and then, you know, the lead going out to make sure that you're delivering and, you know, following up with everything so that, you know, good, it, it takes a big chunk of time. So I, I can imagine that, you know, trying to get anything to the table is, is tough. Yeah, absolutely. And we have like huge, plans for doing several kickstarters this year so it's kind of i'm looking at my schedule going okay we're at a convention here we're doing this here yeah gaming is going to have to happen overnight sometime i think you know when you try to pull one of those all-nighters with um, some coffee and then pay for it the next you know week but <laughs> some bird's coffee yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> um do you so, do you like substitute with any do you uh, do any board gaming or anything um, you know, like classic stuff. Like I love, um, it's weird, but I love like old board games like Monopoly. Mm. Uh, it's probably Satan's one of my game. favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> that game is, is still amazing to this day. Um, right. it holds up. Yeah, it does really well. Um, and then, you know, I'll play, uh, like my son likes to play, um, like Uno and, and stuff like that too. So we, you know, we do some of that. Um, but no, no, haven't, haven't been doing a lot of the other board games and such either and there's a lot of like cool like uh you know fantasy style board games out that i want to that i see and i'm like man i really want to that looks like it would be fun we just haven't you know just haven't jumped into it Mm -hmm. i'll stay off of kickstarter jesus i just i backed another game there's another one that's coming up i know i'm getting in on every time i turn around i'm getting a notification i'm getting a package in the mail i'm like jesus the hell is all (laughs) this money coming from (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I can't tell everyone. I can't condone staying off a of Kickstarter. <laughs> but um, no, we 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 backed several projects on there as well. Um, just really cool stuff. And I mean, I think the Kickstarter stuff is. Some people come up with some really amazing games. Like the thought that goes into it and the time mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, people are people are creative. I mean, I guess every once in a while you get a clunker on there, you know, maybe something that's not as well developed or thought out or whatever. But I mean, everything that I've backed has been fantastic. I mean, there there has yet to be a clunker in the bunch. Oh man, that's good. That's a good streak. <laughs> yeah, and everything I should knock on something. Every, everything's been delivered. You know, no no trouble. I guess you hear horror stories every once in a while, but uh, yeah, no, all all good stuff. Oh, that's, that's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always worry about that. Like you back something like, 
come on, this has to get, you know, get through. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't had any issues either with anyone on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm dealing with awesome companies like Easy Roller Dice Company and Dogmite Games. I mean, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I noticed on the uh, on the store as I was perusing through your stock that you've recently added a D20 cell phone wallet type contraption there. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That's new. Do you have anything else that's that's new that's that's coming to the store? Yeah, we have. Um... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about everything yet, just because I think some of the stuff we have coming up, maybe we'll do that off off air and okay, uh, make, make make all your listeners send me mean messages. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But, um, no, we have several things that we're we're going to um, be producing this year uh, that that will not be Kickstarter uh, things. That we're actually doing some of our own, um, you know, pre order stuff on like we did um we did um like a year ago we did a little bit of pre-order stuff on one of our original uh gunmetal dice and um before we ever jumped into a kickstarter so i think we're gonna we're gonna go that route on a couple things because a couple things do have some deep expense to them um but we know there's gonna be a lot of fans for um so we're gonna do some of that um we have some new dice bags coming actually several new dice bags coming um We've got some stuff that I think is going to surprise everyone coming. So, um, again, I, you know, I can't really get into that. But, yeah, I mean, we've got – there's just so much. You know, like, if we could do everything all at once, we definitely would. Um, it's just one of those things that I think uh, we're going to have some really good surprising things coming up this year and maybe some gift sets, um, which we haven't had in the past. So, we've got some really neat things in development. Nice. Any other Kickstarters planned for this year or no? Yeah, we have um, we have a few. Um, we actually think we scheduled five. I, I don't cow. think we're going to get to five. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to get the five because actually this Kickstarter, we actually planned for November and it just we just were not. It, it, um, November and December became so busy that we're like, yeah, I'm not even going to chance this right now. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked about it, and I'm like, man, I, I can't handle. Uh, 24 hours a day right now. So let's not do the Kickstarter. <laughs> let's save that until the beginning of the year. Um, and, you know, that worked out well. So otherwise, uh, November and December would have been awful to deal with in a good way, but it would have been very busy. Sure, sure. What's the, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've done all the research and listened to the other podcasts and stuff. What's the conventional wisdom? Is starting a, a Kickstarter that late in the year around the holidays and everything, good idea, bad idea? You know, I honestly don't know. Just um, gut feeling from everything that's going on, it's probably not a good idea. Um, and the only reason I say that is because it's not. Uh, there's no instant gratification with it. Mm-hmm. Where at least if someone orders a product on our website, they get it in a couple of days. Everyone's happy. Whereas um, the Kickstarter, you know, they got to wait four or five months. Um, at, you know, for a, a short Kickstarter, and sometimes even longer. Right. Um. And I think that kind of uh, plays a role. So uh, we we ultimately also thought that going into it in the holiday when everyone was already purchasing a lot of merchandise out there, that it might not be the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't you know looked at any stats on that, but I'm guessing that's probably true. 
Yeah, well, I, I I had heard that you know there was statistics and like you know if you start on a Monday and you do it in April is the best time to run and they like all these crazy nuances and stuff to you know try to maximize your this you know success of your Kickstarter. Like I I don't know how much people follow that anymore now that you know Kickstarter's you know much more well established I guess. Um, but f- even thinking about doing five in one year that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, I, and like I said, I doubt we'll even, you know, we'll hit that. Um, but we, we've got a few good ones that we have planned. And um, I think we might, uh, I might even do like a survey for maybe one of our upcoming ones, you know, and see, you know, what everyone wants, what would you guys rather have? And uh, let, let the people out there decide. Because um, that's usually where our best stuff comes from is, you know, we have a good idea of what we what we like personally, but usually um, someone will come to us and say, you know what, would be really awesome if you guys could do this and this and it's like hmm well hey we're gonna do this we can make that happen and make that even better so cool. um that's so i think we might go that route up, upcoming is just hey what do you guys want to see tell us and you know maybe we can make it happen mm-hmm. that's cool yeah you know fans know what they want right so i mean you give them a little bit of a say they get a little bit of ownership they get a little bit more involved so that's definitely a, a good way to go yeah, absolutely. And I just like giving them what they want. You know, if you guys want this, this is what we're going to try to do for you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for something like a Kickstarter, because they're already immediately invested. If you're like, oh, we have this, you know, we're going to do Project X, people are like, oh, that's cool and all, but I really, you know, want this other thing. You know, you're, you're kind of hedging your bets in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And I pay attention to like what, um, you know, what people are looking for in general. Uh, that's just something I've always paid attention to. I mean, I, I used to do, you know, I was in retail for 10 years before doing my own stuff. So, um, you know, so I, I usually get a pretty good feel of where everyone's at. But then it, it is reassuring when you have people go, hey, I really like this. And if it matches something you already had in your head, that's great. But then sometimes you're, you're totally wrong. And it's like, wow, I better not, you know, we better... Hey guys, what do you think if we put that on hold, maybe put that on the back burner and, and go with this because this seems to be what our, you know, our audience wants right now. Mm-hmm. So, and we've had that happen several times. Yeah. Oh, that's it, cool. You know, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it doesn't look like there's any gaming in your future coming up. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make it happen anyway. Cause we've, we've already talked about like, we're like, we've got to just force it in there. Some, you know, get a weekend and that's, what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm telling you, we, we got to get you in. We'll we'll get some uh, some kind of one shot going. We'll get you in on a on a night. One night, we'll you know we'll just do a couple. Of, won't be eight hours. We'll just do a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me trying to get eight hours of time right now would be uh, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> and I think we're we're close to kind of wrapping this thing up here. If you want to give out all the contact information, of course, we have a bunch of stuff already there in the show notes, but uh, that way people will hear it. Yeah. So um, again, I'm Michael with uh, Easy Roller Dice. You can find us at easyrollerdice.com. And um, if you guys ever have any questions when you come to the site, there's contact forms and everything on there. So we're pretty quick on responding. Uh, if you go to any of our social media, which is just usually at Easy Roller Dice, um, you know, we're on Twitter, we're active on Facebook and Instagram, and they're all um, at Easy Roller Dice or Facebook is slash Easy Roller Dice. And, um, 
Instagram slash Easy Roller Dice. So we're on there. We're easily uh, accessible. So if you guys have any questions, you want to contact us, um, we're usually pretty quick. Usually within a couple hours, we got an answer for you. So cool. And I think I saw on the site when I was on there yesterday, right now you're doing uh, 5% off of first-time orders? Yeah, there's uh, new, newcomers to our uh, store always get 5% off. So, uh, you know, we, we happily bring everyone in and give everyone a discount. So that's one thing we try to always do is uh, make people happy when they come on board with us. Mm-hmm. You're like a bunch of dealers. God, we'll, we'll give you this one really cheap. We get in and check it out, see what you think. <laughs> And then we've got you. <laughs> no, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we do, do it. <laughs> yeah, we do the 5% off and then we try to run, uh, you know, at least a few sales throughout the year. Um, you know, some good stuff. You need dice. That's the time, you know, we usually will have a couple really good sales and we don't do a ton of sales though. Um, cause you, you know, our stuff, we, we already have good prices, um, and good products. So we try not to overdo the, Hey, get your, get your discount because it's, you know, I think we're we're already very fair <laughs> on our yeah. pricing. So, yeah, yeah, you you guys are you guys are good. I mean, I've I've ordered a bunch of stuff, so uh, and I'm cheap, so I'm coming to you guys. Can't be too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If we land the cheap guy, we're doing it right. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to be making an order, if not tonight, for uh, or tomorrow for uh, for one of our players. He doesn't have dice, so I am going to order him some dice. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh, time for the big 150 or the 105, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so we've got uh, some our final five questions here. I've got a new set for you since we ran you through these ones before. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and fire away at you. Book or Kindle? Uh, book. Every, every time. I, I like the Kindle. I don't mind it. I just I like to have a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm the same way. Yep. It, it's certainly convenient to be able to throw like a thousand books on a little digital device, but it just is not the same. That's great for traveling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, absolutely. Yeah. If you're, you know, but usually what I do, I, I don't travel enough to where I'm like, man, I need to have all 1,500 books that I own <laughs> at, at my disposal right now. I usually have one that I'm reading at the time, but I know a lot of people do the whole, like they just have the Kindle with them wherever they go. My wife is one of them. She doesn't have any physical books. I have two next time I I'm going to get my camera going, but I have two bookshelves filled with books. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's Vince. Vince could do that. Cause he's usually reading like, I don't know, seven books at the same time. <laughs> I have, I'm up to probably about 15 that I'm going through and studying complete with highlighter and note cards. So yeah. <laughs> oh man. I love it. <laughs> yep. that's awesome yeah it's fun books Crazy. have been a part of my life forever so yeah, yeah well I think you know I, I don't know how much time you guys got but I reading for me I, I wish more people read constantly it would it would really help <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> I think that's an understatement <laughs> yeah it would it definitely helps it helps keep you keep you sharp so <laughs> I try yeah. to read something every day you know some kind of book yeah yeah read something you know mm-hmm. i i last year i had i think it was last year i had started to read all the classics because i'm a reader I, I read all the time i always don't leave the house without a book because you never gonna be stuck somewhere for five minutes like a knockout like two pages 
So as mm-hmm. things with the podcast got busier and busier, my reading got less and less. I was going to the library like every two weeks. I'd order a book. I'd go in. I'd pick it up. You know, Jane Austen, like all you know, all these crazy weird different things. And uh, I, I finally was like, you know what? I I can't do it because if I'm reading something, it's an RPG manual, or I'm you know I'm doing research for a podcast or whatever. I I just don't have the time to read that I used to, and it and it bugs me because I would like to get back to that. You know, I had a list of like 150 books. I'm like, I'm going to go through all these classics and some of which I read, but I'm like, mm, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I see some of the people put out the read a book, a uh, book a day or a book a week or something. I'm like, you know, that's that's kind of pushing it, I think sometimes. But you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's great. I mean, the more reading you can get in, I just think it makes you sharper. I think uh, you I personally retain knowledge better if I'm reading it rather than watching, um, you know, even if I'm reading some history, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can flick on the history channel or you could read a book and go, wow, okay. And I just retain it better. So um, I don't know if everyone's like that, but that's just how I learn. Yeah. Well, there's, there's certainly different, different avenues for learning like that. Some people are more visual. Some people are oral. Um, you know, some people, you know, retain that better, you know, reading or some combination of everything. Like, you know, your college taking notes, you're supposed to take the notes, listen to the teacher, recite your notes to, you know, reinforce all that information. So I guess it's, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, board games or RPGs? Uh, you mean like, uh, like tabletop RPG? Or video yeah, game like, RPG. Yeah, so like either Monopoly or Dungeons and Dragons, like that sort of. Uh, D&D, if I had to. Yeah, I mean, I like Monopoly too, but like I said, but <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, definitely uh, tabletop gaming is my preferred, you know, way to have fun, to entertain. But it, that's a tough one, man. You got to ask me a tough question like that. But I do love, uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, Monopoly is one of the ones that would, would be up there. But uh, no, definitely tabletop for me is the number one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I, and you know, we've talked about it before. I, I feel like it's that, you know, that social aspect. Like even, you know, board games are social, but, you know, I find that when we're playing board games, the room is silent because everybody's strategizing and plotting their next move. And they're like, oh, if he takes that one, I'm going to take this one. And, like, you know, there's that sort of mm-hmm. like inner monologue that's going on. So it's like you're hanging out, but you're kind of not, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And that social interaction is cool. I mean, it's just, it's fun. And, you know, what else can you argue about and then still have fun while you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So to piggyback on that RPG, then hack and slash or role play? Hmm. I like a little combo of, of both. Um, you know, the, the role play to an extent, I'm not super into the super long winded role playing, like where you act everything out to a T, but you got to have, I think you got to have a little bit of that, you know, I like a little mix. Okay. It helps to develop your character, kind of set you in the world and all that. Yeah. And it's boring if it's just you, you know, if you're not playing your character and just kind of like, you're just being you. I mean, you can do that anytime, right? You can, Mm -hmm. you know, I I feel like I'm a boring person in in life. And uh, (laughs) so when, when you're gaming, you can at least, uh, you know, maybe, maybe get a little more of the eccentric, uh, you know, tone to everything. So yeah, I, I think you got to have a little bit of uh, the hack and slash is always fun too, but then that gets a little too, if it's just constant, that's a little too much too. So I think you got to have a little balance there. All right, cool. 
Um, this one may or may not be a hit. Doctor Who or Firefly? Um, <laughs> hmm. um, you know, I, I'm actually, you guys, I'll probably get stoned by the audience, but uh, I am not really into either one. Okay, it's, it was a risk. Like it, it's a it's a nerdy kind of thing, so I you know take a stab in the dark. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny because my family is really into Doctor Who, like brothers and and everyone. They love it. Um, and I'm not like <laughs> opposed to it by any means, but I've just I've never really um gotten into to either side of that. So I'm like, eh. So yeah. like I said, I might get beat up by the audience a little on that one, but just not neither one are like my thing. Yeah, I, well, they can line me up with the fence right next to you because I've never watched either one either. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're in trouble, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I have other nerd things. That's that's just not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Right, and last one is: if you could be uh, any supernatural creature, what would you be? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> man i don't i don't know that's that's tough mm. uh maybe some kind of like um like gorgon or something you know it'd be cool you'd be hated by everyone you have to turn <laughs> them down and everyone's trying to kill you i make life interesting at least all right okay I, I, I was i was expecting maybe like you know the edward vampire or something like that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, you got me off guard on that one. <laughs> that, was, that caught that caught me off guard. <laughs> I work here. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we got a we got a shout out from uh, Tom Rogers. Yeah, well, you know, it's one of those things like you know, oh, werewolf beat the vampire sort of thing. Like, yeah, it plays into that whole kind of nerd nerd thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, I got to turn the tables a little bit. Do, could you guys answer that question? I can't answer any what, of these questions. I. <laughs> Uh, my Damn, it's father, good to be the host. My father <laughs> used to watch Doctor Who when I was a kid. You know, the, the Tom Baker doctor. Um, he was all right. The Daleks always scared the shit out of me, so I don't know. <laughs> and Firefly uh, never really got into it, although I hear good things about it. Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, I'd never, never watch either one of those. Um, as for a supernatural creature, I don't know. I, uh if you're gonna yeah, go traditional, yeah. probably either vampire or werewolf. Um, you know, vampire you live forever, which is is not necessarily the worst thing, but existentially <laughs> is probably the worst thing. Well, I have to go through any more presidential campaign. <laughs> like, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we got a shout out from Tom Tom Rogers. He's watching. Hey, Tom. What's up, Tom? Um, yeah, no, I don't. I, I, I've never attempted to. I mean, some like superficially, you know, like book or Kindle, like you know, book, super, whatever. But um, yeah, some of the other ones, yeah, I don't know, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not too bad. The superhero thing or the, the the supernatural creature that that's that's a tough one, man. I'd have to put in some thought for a few weeks on that one and probably get back to you to make that official. But uh, that would take up time as well. So. Mm -hmm. I think the coolest one we probably had somebody throw out like at an instant was Rock Sasha, mm. which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, there are so many. Like, I think if you got to be something, 
but, but also you, got, you always got to think of the negative with everything. So I think that's, it's like making a wish when you have to make your wish. Right. And you got to get that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, I think there's some, uh, some catches to some of the uh, supernatural creatures. <laughs> yeah. There's the, for sure. Always a downside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, it, was a, it was a pleasure to have you on again. I know, uh, you know, your, your dice sold themselves. So this is, you know, somewhat superfluous, but we're, we're glad to have you on and get a chance to, uh, to chat for a little while and just hang out for a little bit. Yeah, man, I'm always happy to come on. So it's, I, it's a great time, you know, always sit here with a beer and, and I have a mixed drink this time, but you know, <laughs> last time I think I had a beer or two, but yeah, it's, it's good, man. So I'm happy to come back anytime. And awesome. your, your new, your newly, uh, newly purchased coffee. Yeah. And yes, I'm getting coffee. <laughs> Usually I have coffee when we're doing this, but I, but I don't tonight. I had it earlier because I would have never made it this far. <laughs> yeah. I think I had some at like five, man. I don't know if I can do it. At, uh, it's nine here. I don't know if I could be, <laughs> I don't think I could be in the coffee right now. I, you know, I'll drink it as late as like seven or eight and it's enough to just kind of get me going, but it, it's not enough to keep me up as soon as as soon as i hit the pillow i'm out it just doesn't matter oh that's a good skill (laughs) well it's because i'm exhausted so i don't know it's not that great (laughs) (laughs) all right well you know again thanks for coming on everybody uh go check out the kickstarter Uh, links are in the show note and of course we've you know we've tweeted and and, you know pushed the link out there as well so we appreciate everybody that's uh you know clicking through and going to check it out and supporting uh, easy roller dice company it's great bunch of guys michael it's a pleasure to have michael on again and uh you know good company to to support small company uh, Mm um you know local here in the states and you know uh, you know, they appreciate your business and, uh, we're, we're happy to kind of help, uh, move things down the line a little bit. So, uh, thank you for everybody for, uh, checking all that stuff out. And now I'll give out all of our details here. You can find this awesome content and all of our other great stuff at legendsoftabletop.com. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach out to us at legendsoftabletop at gmail.com. Last time I hesitated, which I don't understand because I know what our email address is, but eh, it's one of those things. Um, We're on Instagram and Twitter and uh, Facebook and the YouTube page. Obviously, if you're watching this, you know that. Um, so we appreciate you checking out all those things, hitting all the like buttons. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you could leave some feedback on iTunes that helps us out tremendously, um, or Do other it. forums that you might happen to be on. Uh, you know, you get in a conversation about other podcasts, feel free to Mention plug us. away. That's awesome. We appreciate that. Uh, our Zazzle store is up. Yeah. Not fully completed, but there are things on Zazzle. So if you're at the website, you could check that out. Uh, our Very calendar. soon, you'll be able to buy the, the amazing Legends of Tabletop Fong. That is definitely a thing that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Check out Make the calendar. Great Valentine's Day. Yep. Check out the uh, the calendar on the website. We've got uh, all kinds of other cool uh, podcasts and things coming up. Uh, Leah's got a couple of things scheduled in there as well, and uh, we're posting up our, our gaming schedule on there now as well. So you can uh, look ahead for that. Um, I guess that's it. Thanks everybody for checking this out and we'll catch you next time. Don't take any wooden nickels. This podcast is a proud member of the legends of tabletop broadcast network. 
For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.